Heard on Spotify Greenroom. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Ask the Tarot. This is Michelle T, your tarot host. Listen to my voice, you guys. It's not sexy, is it? I have a cold. It's not the Rona. I did the testing. I don't have the Rona, thank goodness. But I just have this like weird cold that's making me sound like, I wish it was a little bit more like Lois Laney, like rough, sexy, like voice. But instead, I just feel like I sound a little bit like a, like some sort of like garbage troll. So sorry about that. But here I am. I'm ready to pick cards. I got a whole bunch of questions, some left over from last week, new questions for this week. And if you would like me to pick a tarot card for you and actually talk to you with this trolley voice, <laughs> just raise your hand, okay? And I will find you. So here's one that is from last week. Um, and it says, I wanted to ask for guidance on the path my partner and I should take to move our lives. Our current living situation isn't ideal and is feeling stagnant. We have been discussing out of state to Seattle and have begun planning, but I want to know if this will be successful or are we headed for trouble? We are open to multiple places. Where will we be most successful on our own? Seattle, Sacramento, or somewhere completely different? You know, I love questions like this. You know, I love multiple choice, like what's behind like door number one, door number two, door number three. I'm going to pick one card for each place. I'm starting with Seattle. So what does it look like for our querent? Do you guys know that's the name for people who are seeking guidance from the tarot? You're a querent. Here's one card for Seattle. Now let's look for Sacramento. I'm going to pull one card from Sacramento for Sacramento for these folks. And then what if there's another place that they're like, they dare not even dream of? Maybe it's like deep in their hearts and they're like, this is where I've always wanted to live. Or, you know, some other place, some other place. Ooh, it's looking good for Seattle. Two of Wands, Dominion, like lots of energy there. Mars and Aries, like just going for it. Um, oh, but Sacramento is the Aeon. That is a riff on the Judgment card, and it's really great for new beginnings because it's about like cracking open a whole new era of your life. And at first, you don't know what you're doing. You're like, why am I in Sacramento? I don't understand. But then, like, it all becomes clear. And now for someplace else, Queen of Wands. Nah. Okay, listen. You asked the tarot's opinion, and as the interpreter of the tarot, I say, move to Sacramento. Wonderful. Okay. Look, we just helped somebody, you guys. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go and see who would like to come up and ask me a question. Who do we got here? Gaza Unal. Do you have a question? Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. So I would like to pick cards if you, uh, if you, let, uh, if you would like. Uh, so about my uh, love life and stuff. What's your question about your love life? I couldn't find my significant other, so will I be able to find in the upcoming year? Okay, so you want to know about finding a significant... Okay, I have a question for you because you have popped up here a couple times on this show so far, haven't you? Uh, just once before. Just, oh, one other time? Okay, well... What's something you can do to get yourself out there and meet a person? Let's come up with one idea and then I'll pick a card on it and we'll see if that looks like a good strategy for you to meet like your next date. So like, what is one thing that you think you could do to help yourself meet somebody? Probably go out more. Yeah. Okay. So what does it look like for you? I'm going to ask the tower right now. What does it look like for you if you go out more with the intention 
of meeting people. So you go out with a sort of openness. You go out looking and feeling your best. You go out and you're sort of outgoing. And with an outgoing sort of vibe, what does that look like? Will that bring to you somebody to uh, engage in some romance with? Let's see. Hmm. No, that's not quite it. It does look like, here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the problem. You've got the nine of, nine of discs, which is, a, it's called gain. So that's good. So that's like, yes, right? But the, and you have the princess of cups, which is kind of basically like, that's a picture of you going out and flirting, the princess of cups. Like she's very open. Um, but then in the middle, you have this debauch card and it's the seven of cups. And it's like, the seven of cups is just so thirsty. That's the problem with it. It wants it so bad that it sabotages itself. There's something about that that's just like not quite working right. So it's like, there's, it's, it's something about, you know, when we want something really bad that we have no control over, like, you know, a change in our love life, things like that. It's like having to strike that balance between like intending to bring that into your life, but also not obsessing on it. And it seems like if you did this, it would almost like amp up the obsessiveness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's, I have like tarot reader homework for you. If you choose to, to take it, you don't have to, of course, but think of some other things that you could do that could maybe like get some more like romance potential going in your life and come back next week. I'll be here at a normal Wednesday. Like I normally am next week, next Wednesday. And we'll pick cards on more of those things. Cause that's how the tarot is really helpful when it kind of works with you like taking action in your life, helping you see what actions um, and what directions are the best. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you, You're Michelle. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Okay. So let me see what we got here next. We have another question. This one just came in from this year. This, this year. They're all from this year. This one's even from this week. Okay. Well, this is, this is a very juicy one, you guys. I think my boyfriend of three years is going to propose soon. I love him so much, but I'm so scared of the idea of forever in general. Could you please let me know if it looks like I'm with the right person? Oh my goodness. Wow. She's staring down the barrel of a proposal, you guys. Okay, let's see. So what does it look like if our querent says yes to this proposal? Oh my goodness. Um, I hope it hasn't happened yet. How does anybody live their life without tarot guidance? Okay. So what does it look like for our querent to say, I do, to this proposal? Okay. One, two, three. And what does it look like for our querent to say, you know, I just think that marriage is like, a patriarchal bourgeois construct and can't we just keep living in sin together and having fun? What does it look like for our querent to say, no, I don't think I want to get married. And then who knows what comes after that? Okay. Let's see. You guys, I got proposed to this year. It was really fun. I did say I do. I got proposed to in like my favorite cemetery. It was a beautiful moment. All right, let's see. Yes. For saying yes to the proposal. Oh, it looks very good to say yes. But what does it look like to say no. Oh yeah. Oh no, you want to get married to this person. Yes, you want to marry this person. So your first card is the four of discs. It's called power. It is um, sun in Capricorn. And you know, this is a card that can have a lot of different meanings, but it basically, you know, with, with these beautiful, it's with a bunch of beautiful cards. So it means in this context, a great foundation, a really good solid foundation 
something that you can rely upon. I mean, this this guy is is not a he's not a scrub. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be like taking care of business. You guys are like in it together. It's good. Your next card is the six of discs, which is called victory. I mean, hello. The, the sixes are all beautiful. They're the cards of beautiful um, perfection. And so it's saying yes to that. And then your final card is the three of wands, which is called virtue. It's sun and Aries. And I always see the virtue card as like an itty bitty baby universe card. So it's because it's about you have taken all of your life energy and you've put it in exactly the proper direction. And now you're going to get beautiful outcomes. So it's kind of like a lovely destiny card. And like, yeah, these are no brainers. You should totally marry this dude. Um, you know, if you say no, what do you get? Debauch. You get debauchery. You get nights of meaningless tawdry sex. Now, I don't know what the debauch card means for you. You get the debauch card, the knight of discs, which is like in this context, like not moving. He's a knight that's not moving. So there's really nothing happening. And you get the princess of discs, which I don't know. I'm not really reading very much. Like her paired with these other two cards in this context is she's giving me nothing. You know what I mean? So it just looks like it's like a if you if you say no, it's like you're sort of you're on the run, you know. That's that's kind of what it looks like to me. If you say no, if you say yes, it looks like you're moving into something that's exciting. Just talk about your fears of forever. I mean, that seems really normal to me. You know, who can who can conceptualize forever? I mean, it's it's pretty hard, but you know, just talk it out and maybe enjoy getting proposed to. And uh, you can invite me to your wedding. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right. Who do we have next here? I'm going to put that one away. That was a good one, right? God, my phone keeps closing. All right. I'm going to see who is here to be called up. And we have Kristen Hall. Kristen Hall. Hello. Hi. Hi. How can I help you, Kristen? Um, I was wondering if I should continue forward with um, like someone, my current love interest or move on to a different one. Okay. Uh, okay. So the first one is, what does it look like if you stay with your current love interest? I love this. Okay. Shuffling on this person. What does it look like if you keep hanging around, investing your time, investing your energy, investing your smooches in this person? Okay. Now the other, the, or if you, um, are you saying that the, the next, the other person doesn't exist yet, but like, what if you just sort of go out and look for a new person? Exactly. Okay. Or what if you just say, you know something, I'm not feeling it. This is not the match for me. I'm going to just put myself back out on the playing field and see what happens. Okay, what does that look like for you? All right. So if you stay with this guy, let's see what this looks like. Oh, it looks like it could be good, but I really want to see a comparison. Oh, yeah. Stay with this guy. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Ugh. Okay. You got a very complicated reading, okay? Dare I say that you are supposed to... Okay, don't be mad. Don't kill the messenger. This is what the tarot is saying to me, okay? The tarot is saying that you are meant to, to break up with this person to see what else is out there. But then guess what you're going to do? You're going to go crawling back to this guy because he's really good for you. Is it even a guy? Why am I being so heterocentric? I'm not even straight. <laughs> whatever, whatever gender of a person you're looking for. Um, it looks like if you stay with the person you're dating, um, there's something you have to adjust to. There's something that's like doesn't feel quite right for you, but you have to just commit to it. And if you do, 
it's almost like you're always going to be wondering like what else was out there. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. look, it doesn't look totally right. But then here's the deal. If you do like leave this person and see what else is out there, you get two really bad cards the indolence card, which is a neglect, emotional neglect. And then the death card followed by the universe. So it's really interesting. It's like this, this, this um, path that you should be on. You actually should be kind of seeing with your own eyes, like what else is out there? Like maybe you need to have the experience of like, Oh, I broke my own heart or I made a wrong decision. You know, it's like we seek out things like the tarot because we want to know what the best path is because we want to avoid pain and we want to avoid discomfort. But what I learned through doing tarot is that a lot of times we're supposed to be on a path that's a little painful or a little uncomfortable because that's how we figure things out in our life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I wish it wasn't, I wish I wasn't delivering this to you because it's, it's like sucks to tell somebody that, but it looks like, you know, this guy is really good for you, but it's also like you're a little restless and you need to actually tend to that restlessness by going out into the world sowing a few wild oats, realizing like, damn, I should have, you know, this person's really good for me. I'm going to go back. And then you can go back with your whole heart and you're not kind of looking over your shoulder wistfully, drinking a glass of Chardonnay at sunset going, what could yes. life have been? You know, you don't want to do that. Well, just a little background. He is my high school sweetheart and we've been on oh. and off for like 12 years. Jesus. So I totally okay, get well, it. There you go. It Absolutely. makes sense. Yeah, it really makes sense. It really makes sense. Go have a few, like, dumb affairs that leave you feeling crappy and then crawl back to him and get married. No, but I already did that. We're at the crawling back phase. Uh, Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Well, I need another long reading, Kristen. I'm sorry. I can't help you more than that. It's okay. No, it shows I'm on the right path. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's good for you, that's for sure. All right. Thank you so much for this. It means a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, my God. High school sweethearts. That's adorable. Okay, let me see. We got a we got a question from last week. Okay, so what does it look like for our client to keep putting energy into this voiceover career? What does it look like if they keep kind of going towards it? We'll see what comes up. Now, remember, if you guys want me to pick cards for you, just raise your hand and I'm going to be, you know, calling on you guys from the audience in between picking things that came from the Internet. And if you feel shy and you'd like me to pull cards for you um, without coming on stage, you can find me on Instagram at Michelle T's, Michelle T-E-A-Z, and you can just send me a little note and I'll read it. Okay. All right. Because you might not want everyone to know your business. I understand. Oh my God. Why, why is it, why is the uh, voice over path hard? It's a hard path, but guess what? It's your path. Okay. This voice over path is the path of this querent. The three cards that came up for sticking with it is ruin. Okay. That sucks. There's like no making that pretty, but then queen of wands and like, she's like the most badass queen. She is the one who can absorb all of the blows. She can absorb the struggle and she like powers onward. And she's so much better for what she's been through. She's a real trial by fire queen. She's the queen of fire. And then finally, nine of discs gain. And that's just like coins are kind of flying at your head with that card. So it looks like, yes, it looks like a hard and tricky industry. 
Is it an industry? Maybe. But whatever it is, it looks like it's a hard path for you, but you need to stick it out. It will get better and you will make some income at it. You know, if you, if you drop off because you're like, forget it, this bums me out. This is a stressful path. I'm bailing. You get the disappointment card, which is like, duh, of course, this is disappointing. It's, it's stressful. Then you get the victory card, which is great. You're like, yay, I'm not dealing with that stress anymore. But then you get the cruelty card. Like, I don't know, maybe you can just feel in your gut that there is something there for you in this industry with the voiceover and you got to stick with it. That's what the tarot is saying. Okay. So I wish you all the luck. Now let's see what other questions we have that have been waiting for us. There's another question. Oh, this person has lots of questions. I'm just going to do them one at a time. Or I'll just do one card for each question. Just, you know, trying to make time for everyone here, you know? All right. Uh, first, I would like to know what the cards say about my relationship with my brother. We are not in the best place in our sibling relationship, but would like to know if it's worth trying to fix. Or should I just wait for him to be ready to reach out to me? Any help would be appreciated. So I'm pulling one card for her reaching out to him and just like being that person, being the bigger person. And then I'm doing one card for just like waiting and letting things evolve on their own. Okay. Now moving on to two, I am getting married in about a month. We just bought a house and I am thinking about returning to school for my master's. I'm afraid the timing is crazy, but would like to know if it's the right time or should I wait? You know, going for your master's, it seems like it's always a crazy time, right? It's like one of those things. Here's one card for doing it right now. Just do all the crazy things at once. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Or not. Don't do it. Let me see. I'm picking a card for not doing it also. Number three, I would like to know what the cards say about my career. I'm starting my fifth year teaching and would just like to know what is in my future as far as my career. Thank you for all your help. Okay, let's see what this teaching vibe has going for you. I want a bigger story on that. I'm going to pick three cards for the teaching vibe. Okay, so, oh yeah, you should definitely reach out to your brother, okay? The, the card for reaching out to your brother is the chariot. That's a, that's a very powerful um, action card. It is a yes. It's a family card. It's cancer, which is the sign of the zodiac that really rules the family. So yeah, I mean, you definitely want to be the one to reach out. Waiting for him to reach out, you might just be waiting forever because you got the knight of discs. He's the only knight whose um, horse has all four hooves on the ground. So that night is not moving and your brother might not be calling you. So yeah, you want to do that. You, and, and it's like, you've got it in you to do it. Just be grateful that you are the one with the impetus to do it and try not to be resentful and just do it. Okay. Should you go for your master's? Yes. Do it right now. You got the Empress card. Okay. That's really beautiful. Again, it's a major arcana for you folks who, you know, no tarot. I mean, hopefully you all do a little bit or else you wouldn't be here. Major arcana cards are just worth a little bit more than minor arcana. So when they pop up, you really stop and look at them. So the card for going back to school is the empress. It, I just see that as meaning you'll be supported, you'll be nurtured, you'll be carried, you'll love what you're doing. Yes. And for not doing it, it's the oppression card. You're going to wish you did it. You're going to be like, wait, why didn't I go back to school? Okay. And now teaching, what does teaching look like for you? Oh, you're not going to do this forever. You're definitely getting something out of it. The centerpiece card for these three cards is art. I feel like the art is a riff on the temperance card in the traditional tarot. And so I feel like it's saying like, you know what it is. Like, you know how it feeds you and you know how it sucks, right? You're probably a little bored with it. Um, on the one hand, you have the Knight of Swords. He's very clear. He's moving forward. Um, he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. On the other hand, you have Seven of Discs. It's called Failure. You're over it. You're like, I don't want to do it anymore. 
That's why you're going back to school though. So this is all working out for you. Congratulations. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> all right. I think I'm going to move to the room right now and see who do we have waiting to talk to me. Jonathan Hamlet. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. So I've been working on a creative project for a while now. Okay. And I'm hitting a lot of walls. It's been, you know, challenge after challenge. And mm -hmm. I want to know if it's time to just walk away from it or persevere. Okay. And the only way out is through, you know? All right. That's really clear. So right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shuffle some cards saying, what does it look like for you to just say, like, you know, I'm just going to cut my losses. I appreciate what I've learned from this, you know, my time in this process. But I'm going to take some messages that it looks like the universe are sending me. And I'm going to put this project down. And I'm going to, like, put my energy in a new direction. What would it look like for you to do that, for you to say bye-bye? Picking three cards. And conversely... Like you said, the only way out is through. What if you just stick with it and you're like, this is just a bumpy path. It doesn't mean it's the wrong path or a bad path. It's just a bumpy path. So what if I just stand by my investment here, investment of all my energy, my creativity, and see what it comes to? So I'll pick three cards for that. All right. So for walking away, you have the Prince of Swords, Fortune, and Prudence. That is kind of powerful, but I want to see what does it look like for you to stay. Luxury, Ace of Swords, and Worry. Oh my gosh, it really might be time for you to call it quits with this project. Let me like elaborate. So the three cards you got for calling it quits, the Prince of Swords, he like really wants to move forward, but like he, his chariot is being pulled by these three little fairies that are just, they're too small. They're too small to really pull this chariot, and he knows it. His arm is back. He's about to, like, slice through their reins with his sword. So this is saying to me that, like, on some level, you know that you've exhausted a lot of your resources. You know, you know that, like, what you're working with maybe just can't get bigger than the container that it, you have for it. But then you have the fortune card. So it's sort of like by moving away from it, you open up all of this amazing change. You open up space for this amazing positive change to come your way. And I would say that that fortune is probably being built on the back of whatever this creative project is. Like, I really don't think that time is like lost time or lost energy. I just think like this new direction is going to be really, really invigorating. And also, this is really important, the prudence card. You know, the prudence card, it's eight of discs. The illustration is really beautiful. It's a tree that's bearing these vibrant flowers. There are leaves curling around the flowers. And it's a lot about self-care and self-protection. It's like these flowers, so much has gone into growing these flowers. And, um, you know, and so the leaves have to protect them, you know, to take care of them. And it's interesting because it's like so much has gone into this project that you're working on. But really, it's like so much has gone into you and your creativity. And if this is sapping your creativity and making you feel frustrated, it's not caretaking you. So it's sort of the message I'm getting is that by putting this project down, it's like an act of self-care for yourself. It looks like if you keep going, you have the four of cups, which is luxury, the ace of swords and the five of discs. I don't like this combination. The four of cups, it's like, yeah, you could kind of keep it going. It seems like maybe there's like always a possibility of something happening. The ace of swords is great, but I feel like it's a little bit like of a false start because then we get the wary card right afterwards. 
So it's like, it seems like maybe there's like a new direction or a new way to do it. But then it's like the same old problems raise their heads. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. okay. Ugh, I hate delivering badish news, but I don't think it's truly bad news because the fortune card is such a huge gift. It's saying that like, you know, whatever, however you might feel about this project, there is something that's waiting out there for you when this is behind you, that's going to give you all of that energy and satisfaction and everything that you're looking to get from a creative project. It's there for you on the other side of this. Awesome. Well, thank you for the insight and the foresight. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. Good luck to you in whatever uh, artistic project you wind up doing. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's see. What do we have laying around from last week that did not get looked at? I hate leaving people hanging. Um, Okay, this is a big one. Here we go. COVID has made the last one and a half years difficult. No kidding, Mary. But in that time, I also moved to a new city with my ex and went through a breakup with said ex. You guys, fill up that comments if you went through a COVID breakup. He moved back and I decided to stay despite not having any friends or acquaintances here. I've made a couple friends here and there, but I'm really worried about how isolated I've become. Before the Delta variant, it felt like things were on the upswing, right? It did feel like that. And I could start meeting people more naturally, but now it looks like I'm in for another lonely winter. Oh no! I'm a Taurus, Cap, Rising, and Moon, so I'm able to stubbornly settle into this isolation and have alchemized it into a period of introspection and self-care. But I can't help but think that I'm missing some huge part of life by not actively working to find community here. What am I missing? Do I need to push myself out of my comfort zone? Or is it okay to continue being so alone? Oh my gosh. I really want to say it's never okay to be so alone, you know, especially as a tourist with all that cap. Just because you're good at being alone doesn't mean it's good for you to be alone. You know what I mean? But we are in strange times and you're asking what the tarot thinks, not what I think. So first I'm going to shuffle asking, what does it look like for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone? Um, I know the Delta variant is very scary and we got to take it seriously. And people are figuring out safe ways sort of meet up with each other and have some semblance of a life. So what if you were one of those people that looked into safe ways of pushing your social comfort zone? Or what if you alternately continue being the little alchemy wizard of one in your little cult of one, staying at home, uh, doubling down on, you know, solo self-care and waiting for more of a green light from life itself before you go out there. So what does it look like for you to just kind of settle into this isolation that you're concerned about? I think it's good that you're concerned and you're asking the tarot. Let's see what the tarot has to say. All right. Reaching out beyond your comfort zone looks really good. Staying in. (laughs) Listen, you can do both. A lot of times, we come to the tarot with these questions like, should I do this or should I do that? And the tarot is like, why are you so black and white? You can do both, okay? And, and you should do both. So like, are you going to be a party animal? No. But are you going to like never talk to people? No, that's not good either. So for, for pushing your comfort zone and going out and being among the people, the first card for you is the devil. Isn't that funny? So to me, this is like, this is a really strong card. It makes me want to say to you like, how are you allowing 
the Delta variant to let you just sort of hide, right? So the question here is like, what is dangerous or unhealthy isolation and isolating tendencies? And what is self-care, reasonable, healthy decision-making? And that's, that's what you need to be figuring out. So, you know, you're the one in your body, you're the one in your mind, you have the wherewithal to recognize that this is even potentially a problem and you're reaching out to me, a stranger on the internet, which is awesome. Um, so I think that what you need to do is just really stay alert and honest with yourself because that devil card coming up for, you know, should I go out and <laughs> be social? It's saying that like that part of you just wants to not do it. You want to avoid it. You know, there's something about isolating that you can get really into. But if you do push yourself, look what you get, the happiness card. On the other side of that devil is the nine of cups, happiness. It's um, Jupiter and Pisces, which brings additional gifts. So it's like making friends that introduce you to more friends that introduce you to a life. It's very nice. It's also knight of wands is the other card for you. And that's really great. That's like, just freaking do it. Don't overthink it. Don't hem and haw. You see something that you might be able to go to, go to it. Somebody invites you, you just say yes. Okay. You just do it. Now, if you don't, for not doing it, right, for being a hermit, you have the Princess of Wands. She's really great. She's about facing your fears. You have um, Two of Wands, which is Dominion, Mars in Aries, which is about, like, being really self-focused and, like, um, energized. And then you have the Hermit. Isn't that hilarious? You have the Hermit for being a hermit. So very on-the-nose tarot. But, you know, this doesn't look bad to me, right? This doesn't look bad to me. It looks like there's a time and a place to be a hermit. We are in a period right now of having to like spend more time on our own or with our, you know, our pot, our, our bubble or our pot or whatever. So yes, you'll, you'll be doing that, but you can't let that become the devil. You can't let it kind of turn into this thing that ends up making you feel depressed. So please um, keep reaching out to strangers on the internet at the very least. Right. But do something. I think you should do something. And then once you're home by yourself, you can really enjoy it. Because you could be like, I went to a potluck. Now I can stay home for five days and not talk to anybody or like whatever, whatever you like to do. Okay, let me see who we're going to talk to here next. Um, oh, yeah, we talked to that person already. And okay, here's this one. There's this is a good one. Okay. I met someone back in June and we've been seeing and talking consistently since then. He matches everything I am looking for in a partner. But I was also in a very toxic situation for more than six years. So I'm nervous to get involved with someone again and end up hurt. I guess I'm wondering what the cards say about this man slash relationship and if I should continue to pursue it. Yeah, okay. That's a great question. I mean, hold on. Time for me to hydrate. You guys, I hate drinking water. It's so boring, but I have to. Here, do you hear I sound a little bit less like a troll from one sip of water? It works water. Yeah, I'm promoting it on the internet. Okay, so what does it look like? We're going to ask right now, what does it look like for our querent to go forward towards this person that seems like a good guy, but you know, it can be really hard when you have like PTSD from a really bad relationship. It's like you can not trust yourself. You know how sometimes people seem really good, but they're also hiding these like toxic elements of themselves. It can be really awful. What does it look like though if this person bravely charges forward? Because here's the thing with relationships, you have to be vulnerable for them to work. You kind of can't, you can't go into them and also protect yourself. It's just like not really possible. So what does it look like if, if our querent bravely marches forward towards love? Okay. 
And now I'm going to compare and contrast. What does it look like if she's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to put on the brakes. I'm not going to get so involved. I don't know what it, what that might look like for her, but on some level, taking a step back from this particular person, what does that look like? I like to compare and contrast. Okay. So what does it look like for this person to pursue this relationship? Hmm. Oh, geez. Listen, why is the, it's like the tarot's trolling me. Okay. It looks like, okay. For, so for going forward, for going forward, it's the princess of wands, the devil, and the princess of swords. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that combination. For, um, for not going ahead, it's cruelty, gain, and the universe. You guys, if you've been listening to me for the past three weeks, you know when the universe card comes up, I'm all, I'm all in on the universe card. Um, and sometimes the universe comes up in a spread of cards that looks really weird. You're like, why would you go in that direction? The cruelty card is there. This is what this looks like to me, okay? It looks like, you know, is this person completely toxic, like the person you were with for six years? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, you know? Like, sometimes we have types and we have to learn the hard way after we pick the same type like 16 times. We're like, oh, maybe I like people who suffer from undiagnosed depression, etc. I mean, not that you do that. Not that you do that. I do that um, or have done that. So maybe it's something like that where, because, you know, I see the Princess of Wands and that's you going fearlessly, vulnerably into the relationship in a beautiful manner and then meeting the devil. So then meeting like your demon, basically, like the thing that you have to come to terms with, one of the things that you have to come to terms with in this lifetime, okay? And then after that is the Princess of Swords. What I like about her is she is like, oh, hell no. Like the Princess of Swords is destroying the temple. She's not asking to like, speak to the manager. She's just tearing it down. So I see that like, if you end up staying with this person, you are going to encounter something about them that is a red flag. And instead of sticking it out for six and a half years, you're going to say like, goodbye. No, I'm not interested in this. And that is very possibly going to be a very empowering situation for you. Um, I think that both of these readings might be the same actually, because then, you know, the reading for you, um, not being with this person, right, is the first card is cruelty. So to me, that is saying that either this person does something to you that triggers you, that feels bad, right, that causes you to walk away, or you end it and you're just kind of feeling bad, like, did I overreact? Oh, did I do the right thing? You're feeling like you don't trust yourself. The next card, though, is the nine of discs, which is gain, which is like after you settle into that feeling of like, oh, I, I don't know if I did the right thing, am I overreacting? you feel really solid in yourself. You're like, no, you know, it's okay to not want to date someone that did X, Y, and Z. You know, it's like, it's okay to have standards. It's okay to have like deal breakers, you know? And if you see that, it's okay to walk away from that. And then you get the universe, which is just like, oh my God, you've just kind of like leveled up in the dating world where you're like, oh wow, I actually know more clearly now what my standards are. I know what it feels like to defend my standards and to keep a boundary. I'm not in scarcity. I can walk away from a relationship that's not right for me because I'm not afraid that I'll never meet anyone again. So yeah, I mean, it looks like this person you're with right now isn't the person you're going to be with forever, but it looks like you're going to learn something really profound in the process of being with him and then moving away from him. I'm sorry it's not just like pure romance though, because believe it or not, 
I'm just more of a pure romantic. And I would just like to, to tell you that you guys were going to get married and then make you invite me to the wedding. That's always what I like to do on here. Let me see who's here. Who is here? Uh, Lainey Hobbs. Yes. Hello. How are Hi, you? Hi, Lainey. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been awesome. I've loved coming every Wednesday and now today, Monday. <laughs> well, thank you for, you know, for, for accommodating the, the change in the schedule. I'm so for happy sure. you're here. Yes. And you answered my VO question earlier. So thank you so much. I am excited. Oh, good. Um, it just gives me like... I guess the encouragement I need to just keep going for it because totally. I really love it and being creative. Yeah. So it's been pretty awesome. So knowing that it's not like a waste of my time to do it, even though it's something I love. It is uh, not a waste of time and it, and it will, it'll bring you more, more like, you know, material resources, the more you do it. Yeah. I'm just very happy about that. So that's awesome. But cool. I know last, um, last two shows, there's been questions that have popped up that I'm curious about that I've heard. So I wanted to go ahead and ask that to see yeah. um, if we can get your feedback on it. So a lot of people who are kind of new to tarot and are exploring it for themselves are under the impression that you shouldn't buy your own tarot cards that they should always like be gifted to you. So what are you, what's your feedback? Um, my opinion on that is that gifted tarot decks are always awesome because then you don't have to spend your own money and gifts are awesome and fun, but it's a, it's just, a, it's just a superstition. There's absolutely no reason why your money can't purchase the tarot deck as right. opposed to like your besties money. You know, it's yeah. just, there's a lot of superstition around tarot. And what I think about it is, you know, if that, if that superstition feels kind of fun and ritualistic to you, then like, I don't know, go with it, make an arrangement with your friend where you both buy each other, you know, gift each other with a deck of tarot cards that you want. But if that yeah. superstition is getting in the way of you actually being able to explore something you're interested in, then like get rid of it. You know, it's gotcha. just, it's not, it's not real, you know, like we, we get to make up a lot of this stuff as we go along. So let's make up superstitions and rituals that are encouraging and increased accessibility, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And also I know there's some people in the chat who are wondering about conversations and how to start. So when you press start to speak and you're selected, sometimes you're put on mute and at the very bottom of your screen, you'll have mute, stop speaking or sharing. So just make sure you press the mute button um, or to unmute yourself whenever you are selected to come up and then that's it. But yeah, thank you so much for answering my question. Lainey, thank you. And thanks for, um, for letting us all know the ins and outs of Spotify Green Room. Yeah, no problem. All right. I'm going to step down, but thanks again for answering and I can't wait. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. I'm going to look because I think, let me see, do we have Joanna? Are you here? I am. Hello. Hello. I hope you feel better soon. I, I know. Oh, it's thank like, you. It's so annoying. It's yeah. totally annoying. <laughs> um, my question of the tarot has more to do with something another um, listener touched on, which is this idea of actually buying property, <laughs> which is fraught. And I'd like to ask the tarot if, if it thinks that perhaps I should make the investment and stop renting and actually just buy a place in the town I've been renting in okay. or make the leap um, and purchase or just wait till my daughter graduates high school is 18 and then choose where I want to live. Okay. Okay. Sense? It does make sense. So if you buy something now, you're basically locking yourself 
into where you are living right now because of your daughter. Quite right. Okay, so what does it look like for you to do that, though, for you to just be like, hey, this, you know, this is home. I'm going to invest. I just, I'm picking three cards for that right now. Thank you. Yep. And now I'm going to shuffle and ask, what does it look like for you to just hold off until your daughter flies the coop and then you can look <laughs> out into the larger world and maybe see that, you know, the place that you want to put down some roots and lock it down with a purchase is actually someplace very different than where you are. Let's see what that looks like. Okay. Picking two cards on that. Okay. Hmm. You know, huh? you could definitely, it looks more fun for you to wait and go someplace else. It really does. <laughs> like, if, it looks more fun. If you do it where you are now, you could find a place that you like. And I think you could actually be quite happy. Like, you would come around to being quite happy there. But you would also be a little haunted by, like, that you didn't try hard enough to have a larger life almost, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the three cards that came up for that is the hermit, which is like the, you know, he's a property owner. That's for sure. But he's like, you know, he lives <laughs> in a little cave alone, which is what I'm doing now. Go on, please. <laughs> um, and then you have the indolence card, which is Saturn and Pisces and Pisces like, doesn't want to own a home. Pisces doesn't want to own anything. It wants to like travel and have fun. And, you know, mm. and Saturn is like too bad. I'm, you know, we're nailing you down to this commitment that you don't want, sorry. But then your final card is the emperor. So in this story, I see you really coming around to being where you are, but it looks like it's an uncomfortable trip. Um, now, conversely, if you, if you wait, you have the knight of cups, the knight of discs, and love. And this is just like a prettier story for me. Knight of cups is like, he's like making an offering of love to himself. Um, He's, he's leaping into the sky. He's got angel wings. He's offering like this chalice to the sky. It's a very romantic um, card. And then there's the Knight of Discs and he has all four feet on the ground and he's not moving. He is the one knight that's not going anywhere. So he's, he's grounding and rooting himself and being creative by staying in one place. So that's kind of like ding, ding, ding. That's sort of like a home <laughs> buying land card for me. And then you have love, two of cups, um, it's, you know, uh, Venus and cancer, which is like family. Um, so like, our, you know, a, a, like the, the sort of romantic idea of home. Um, and th it's also a cancer. The Knight of cups is also cancer. So that just looks like a night, even though the emperor is a major arcana. Um, and I usually do sort of give it up to the major arcanas. This is just such a nice story of like the Knight of cups going out into the world going like, where is my like forever home? finding it with the Knight of Discs, settling down into this moment of love with the Two of Cups. Like, that's just a very nice story for me. Oh, I like that, too. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. you're so welcome. You're welcome. Um, take care. Bye. Take care, too. Bye-bye. Okay. Now I'm going to go back over here and see who we can look at. Um, okay, yeah, this person has a question. I wanted to ask the tarot. If I'm on the right track with my health journey, it's been a bit discouraging, so I'm not sure if I should try something different or if I should just keep on. Will I have the success I'm looking for? If so, when? Now, here's something that I want to say. We haven't had a lot of health questions come up, and I actually will not answer health questions with the tarot, because guess what? 
I'm not a doctor and I want everybody to believe in science and in tarot and, you know, know when you should ask the tarot and when you should ask the doctor. So I'm going to say, if you're discouraged, go get a second opinion, go see more people who can help you with that than I can as a stranger reading tarot on the internet. I am, however, going to pick three cards for you to help you while you're dealing with this health crisis, which sounds really frustrating, um, somewhat slow going, which is a bummer. You know, I'm using the vessel deck, the oracle deck that I like to pull up whenever somebody is stuck in a situation that they can't really opt out of. Like we can't really opt out of our bodies. I would love to opt out of my body right now, but you know, we're all stuck with our bodies. So what is available to this querent energetically while they figure out their health needs? Okay. Wow, this is really interesting. Okay, the three cards that came up. The first one is grieve, which is really heavy, right? It's a red star that's crying, and it's crying in a rainstorm above an ocean. So it's not just a red star, you guys. It's an anthropomorphical <laughs> crying red star above an ocean. So grieve, like, all right, you know, even, even if you figure out what's going on and you end up with the best treatment and you sort it all out and you're fine, you've still lost a certain period of time dealing with this. And you, you know, you've had to sacrifice, you know, you know, a peace of mind, right? While you're worrying about your health and all this other stuff, it's okay to grieve, you know, your lost health in this moment. Or, or whatever it is that you feel like you've lost or that's being taken away from you. That looks like it's really real. And if it's coming up in a tarot reading, it means it needs some space. So I don't know if you want to give yourself a little ritual around that. If it just means you're going to like take a night by yourself and drink a cup of tea and, and cry or journal or whatever it is. But it looks like the part of yourself that feels really hurt that you have had to deal with this, it needs a little attention. The next card is trust. Um, it's this person who has really long hair, their eyes are closed, and there's these like wavy, pretty arms uh, holding hearts that are around their face. So I think that's really nice. I think you can trust that like you keep doing the next right thing. You're, you're seeking help. You're going to the kind of people that can help somebody who are having the problems that you're having. Trust these people to have your best interest at heart. And then this is really interesting. Your final card is childhood, okay? Um, it's this really interesting card. It's two hands holding a little egg over a bunch of tacks. This is a wild deck, you guys, but it's really good. When the childhood card comes up, there's usually some aspect of the present situation that is holding onto an echo from childhood. So I don't know if this is, if you're dealing with a health problem that's been chronic since childhood, I don't know if it's making you feel like you're a child, like you have to, um, you don't have as much agency as you should have as an adult because of your health problems. You have to trust authority figures, which, you know, children are constantly having to do. There's something about it, though, that is reminding you of childhood. And my guess is it's in a way that doesn't feel excellent. So, again, with that card coming up, it, really give yourself some space to just, like, recognize that and recognize that that's really hard. Um, let me see. I want to see. I saw there was a question from Max um, in the chat. How do you work with the court cards? in the Toth deck as compared to other decks, especially the Knight and the Prince. Okay, so that question, the reason that that question is a question is because Aleister Crowley, who created this deck, he made some changes with a lot of the deck, actually. And so he, you know, he made the court cards a little different. There's not like a pay, a jack or a page or whatever. I don't know. I just deal with, 
my way of dealing, I have a lot of different tarot decks. And the way that I deal with them is just in accordance with the intention of whoever created the deck, right? So when I pull up like a knight or, you know, a prince card, I'm not thinking in, in the Toth deck, I'm not thinking like, oh, in the Rider Waite deck, this would be something totally different. I'm just not even thinking of that. I'm just thinking of the meanings, you know, as they are according to this deck. Otherwise, it gets too complicated. And I really, the fun thing about trying out different decks is playing with different people's interpretations of the tarot. I really love doing that. So, I mean, and also the, the court cards are enough of a pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't want to make them harder. I'm always like, who are you? Are you a person? Are you the querent? Are you a vibe? What are you? Um, okay, I'm going to go back and see if there's somebody who wants to ask a question. Okay. Patsy Lynn. I think you're here, Patsy Lynn. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'm so sorry you're feeling sick. Um, I hope you feel better soon. Um, thank you. I have like two sort of questions. One is related to fertility treatment uh -huh. stuff. And I was wondering about that was just, this is sort of like a side note. Um, I'd love to hear about how you coped with um, your fertility journey while reading tarot at the same time. I don't know if you did or didn't, but I guess, so my question with the fertility treatment is, you know, did it work this time? And then um, I have another question just regarding my, my recent job prospects. I had a, um, a, um, I just found out today that I didn't get this job that I was hoping for. And I'm wondering if I'm should keep going in the direction that I've been going with, the, the types of jobs that I've been applying to. Okay. All right. So your three part question here, <laughs> your first is how did I live my life trying to get pregnant as a person who reads the tarot? Yes. Um, I never picked cards on my situation. Well, you know something I, I picked, I did, um, I did a pretty major tarot reading when I was right at the precipice. Um, I was single. I had no partner. I had no health insurance. And I had this crazy feeling that I should probably, start trying to get pregnant. And I, I pulled cards on it and I got really beautiful cards. I got like the high priestess in the universe. And so I knew that it was, um, something I, sh I was supposed to pursue. I knew that it was like my destiny, but then I stopped. I didn't pull cards on it because I mean, while trying to get pregnant is a very fraught on the edge of your seat experience. You know, I, at that point I'd been reading tarot cards for decades already. And I've already had lots of other times in my life where, I wanted the tarot to, to tell me everything was going to be okay. You know, and I think I had gone through a really horrible breakup and I realized I was pulling cards maniacally, just wanting the tarot to tell me that I was going to feel better. And the tarot was not telling me that the tarot just kept giving me the fucking hermit card, you know, and like breaking my heart. And so I realized I needed to change my relationship with the tarot. It's not there to tell you that everything's going to be okay. It doesn't want you to obsessively use it. Like you need to have some, discipline and discretion with it. So I think at that point, I'd already understood that I would just pick myself into like down the rabbit hole if I started doing that. So I just didn't do it. So yeah. Can I, can I retract my question then? Cause I think yeah. that's exactly what I've been doing <laughs> is just not healthy tarot card. Yeah. with it. You know, just trying I to do. be like, yeah. So I think the career feels much more you know, I have nowhere near have been picking cards other than just with the fertility stuff. So, you know, I really think that when it's something, I mean, I think that when you're, when you're doing something that's so major, like trying to get pregnant, it, 
it, sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes people will ask me, like, I'm trying to, I want to try and have a baby. Will you tell me what that looks like? And I will just have to stop them and say, like, you know, it's one thing if you're like on the edge and you're like, should I or should I not? Like, I get that. I can maybe be helpful. But if you're like already invested, I don't want to pull a bunch of shitty cards and bum you out. You know what I mean? It's like, how is that going to help you? Like, we don't even 100% know if we're interpreting them in the right way. So right. It's, it's a little tricky. I mean, sometimes I'll do it, but a lot of times I, I really have to talk to the person first and see like, you know, where are they coming from? You know, when is yeah, it's interesting because like one of the tries I got, I kept on getting all of these cards that were just like, yes, it's going to work. Yes, it's going to work. And I ended up getting pregnant, but then I ended up miscarrying. Ugh. But it, then, it, well, it was just interesting because I like was like, oh, why did I do that to myself? You know, so I think that this just even you sharing this information is really helpful because I feel like moving because I'm not on the seat of whether or not to do it. It's yeah. like fully, fully on board, fully excited to do it. So, yeah. um, but yeah. I did hear some pretty bad career stuff today. Um, so if that's possible. So what's your question about career? I'm sorry that you had like a harsh, a harsh career experience today. Are you wondering like, do I leave this industry or like, what's the question? Yeah, well I have, so I'm waiting to hear back from one position, but it is a different kind of like type of job that I have been applying to recently, which is more about diversity and like sort of anti-racism focused work. Uh-huh. Um, and I just w- am wondering if I should continue down that. Okay, cool. So what would it look like for you to continue down this new path, which, you know, sounds really great and necessary doing anti-racist, anti-racism and diversity work. What does that look like for you? Okay. And we're going to remember the tarot is also always about timing. So it's like, what does it look like for you right now? It looks really good for you right now. It actually looks really, really nice. So it's like, this path is going to open up for you. Just try not to stress out about it. Um, you know, the Knight of Discs, like he has, um, he's holding a shield and the sunlight is reflecting off of it and it's turning the hillside green. So it is a creative card. It is about like, you know, things happening, things growing. So it's like, this is, I would say that there's like an opportunity that's sort of like gestating for you and you just keep walking towards it and doing everything that you can do to like put that energy out there that this is the field you want to work in. It looks like it's going to be very, great for you. I mean, it's Venus in Cancer and then the Princess of Cups is another water card. So it looks it looks like really, really fulfilling. Yay. Thank you so much, Michelle. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You guys, it's 6.01 and sometimes I like to go a little bit over, but not when I sound like a bridge troll. So I'm going to end now. I'm so sorry for uh, the folks who's whose questions I did not get to. I will try again next week. I Thank you for trusting me with your problems. I love trying to help you guys out. I do want to let you know that Dumois is going live right after me. You should follow Dumois. I'm speaking French, you guys, D-E-U-X-M-O-I, and join their room. They're going to have the psychic medium, Karen Reese. So, you know, if I didn't answer your questions with the tarot, maybe Karen can answer them from the great beyond. Have a great rest of your evening, and I'll see you here next week back at our normal Wednesday time. And thanks for listening.